The following shear has been presented by Dayan Yehoinesen David Hul, Dayan for the Bey Savad in Yerushalayim, and is brought to you by the Bey Savad Halacha Center. Baba Kama, Perek HaGezel Umachil, Tafkuf Yud Beis. Let's start with a story. Ruben is a bocha who learns in yeshiva and sleeps in yeshiva dormitory. One day is Ruben's birthday and his parents send him to celebrate his birthday a big cake. Unfortunately the shliach, the messenger who's supposed to deliver the cake to Ruben's room in the dormitory, delivers it by mistake to somebody else's room to Shimon who's also a bocher in yeshiva. Shimon comes to his room after the Seder from the Beis HaMedrash and he sees a cake on the table. So he presumes the cake was sent by somebody as a present for himself so he starts to eat it. Halfway through the cake he calls over his roommate Levi another yeshiva bocher and he says please join me in sharing my cake the lady eats the other half of the cake. Afterwards, the mistake is discovered, and Reuben comes along and says, the cake is supposed to be mine. It was sent by my parents. You, Shimon, and you, Levi, have eaten half each, so you have to pay me for a new cake. What is the halacha? So at first glance, this would appear to be very similar to the Gemara in Baba Kama, Daf Kuf Yud Beis, then the Gemara says, Rava says, if a man died and he left behind an estate, and part of that estate was there was a cow which had been borrowed from somebody else. It had not yet been, re- been returned. The borrower then died. The children of the borrower come along and they see the cow there. They presume it belongs to their father. And therefore, since the father is no longer alive, they are now the Yerushim, the inheritors, and it now belongs to them. And they shecht the cow and they eat it. The halacha is that they have to pay back to the owner of the cow a certain amount of money. But they don't have to pay the full value of the cow. They only have to pay the mei bossa bazoil, which Rashi in Ksubas explains means two-thirds of the value of the cow. And the reason for this is that they can say, had we known that it didn't belong to us, we would never have shechted it. We only shechted it because we thought it belonged to us, and therefore we were willing to eat it. Had we known it didn't belong to us, and we were going to have to pay for it, then we would never have ordered such expensive food. We wouldn't have eaten meat, we would have eaten milk, or fish, or vegetables. We can't afford to eat meat. We only ate the meat because we thought it belongs to us. So in such a case, they only pay two-thirds of the price, which is the way Chazal estimate how much a person will be willing to pay had he found the meat at a cheaper price, to make possible so. If it had been two-thirds of its regular price, then even they would have agreed to pay for it in order to eat it. And that's the halacha of anybody who eats something which doesn't belong to them, and they think that it does, and they eat it without the intention to pay, and afterwards it turns out they have to pay, 
But then you have to pay two thirds of the value. That's just the nehene, that's the amount of hanor, the amount of benefit that they had. But they don't have to pay for the full value. So at first glance, our case of the cake would be the same. Both Shimon and Levi would only have to pay two thirds of each of the part of cake which they ate. Because they ate it with the understanding that they wouldn't have to pay for it. And now it turns out they do, they should only have to pay two thirds. In Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, we find a case of a person who gave an iska. Ruven gave an iska to Shimon. He gave him money, or he gave him schreya, he gave him types of objects, articles, and he invested it with Shimon. And Shimon goes along, and he's supposed to invest the money, or the schreya, and make profit from it. Half the profit will go to Ruven, and half the profit will go to Shimon. So, the halacha is generally with an iska, that we look at it as if half of the money which is given to Shimon is a halva, is a loan, and the achraya's all responsibility for that half is on Shimon. And the other half is a pikotan, belongs still to Ruvain, and Shimon is the one who's looking after it and investing it on his behalf. And therefore, if Ruvain gives an iska of a hundred dollars to Shimon to invest, Half of it is a halvar, half of it is a picogen, and therefore, if there's any profits, they share in the profits. If there's any losses, they share in the losses. Now, in the case of the Shulchan Aruch there, Shimon, the one who received the iska, didn't actually invest it, but instead he gave out, even from Reuven's half, presents to all of Shimon's friends. So Shimon gave out presents to Levi, and then Levi took the present and gave it further to his friend Yehuda. So there, the Shulchan Aruch says that when it's discovered, then obviously they all have to give it back. Levi has to give it back if he's still got it, and Yehuda has to give it back if he's still got it. They've got to give it back to Reuven because it belongs to Reuven, and Shimon had no right to give it out to anybody else. It's in fact stolen property. What happens if it's no longer in existence? It's been destroyed, it's been broken, it's been given away. So the preacher there says, that it could be that Levi would be responsible to pay back to Ruven the money which he received. However, Yehuda would not be responsible for paying back the money if the money is no longer in existence. If it's still in existence, he obviously has to give it back. It's stolen property. If he doesn't have it anymore, he doesn't have to pay it back. The Shach there, and particularly in the Nukudas Aketev of the Shach there, disagrees. And he says, surely the halacha is, that someone who steals something and someone else comes along and eats part of the food which the Ganav has stolen is that if the original owner has not yet been Miyash he hasn't yet given up hope of, his, of, of the loss it still belongs to the original owner and therefore the owner can go to the Ganav and ask him for the money back or the food back or whatever was stolen but if he's unavailable or if he doesn't want to, the owner can go to the person who ate it and say, you have to pay as well. In such a case, he can go to either one because they're both responsible for the stolen property. So says the Nukutashach, in this case, in the case of the Iska, if the Iska was given out as presents without the agreement of the original owner, it's stolen property. If Levi has it, he has to give it back. If Yehuda has it, he has to give it back. If neither of them have it anymore, they still have to give it back. 
because they're in, 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 if they've even eaten up or if they've broken it they're responsible for it because it was stolen property so asked the shach on the preacher and concludes not like that however the chavaz das explains the preacher is in fact correct and he bases himself on al Gomorrah. when is a person responsible for whatever happened only if he knew that it was stolen property and therefore since he knew it was stolen property by taking it himself he takes responsibility now as much as the original government but if he didn't know it was stolen property then he is not responsible for what happens to it unless of course he eats it if he eats it then even though he's not responsible for what happened but he has to pay however much Hanor he had because that's the general rule that whenever you have Hanor from somebody else with intention or without intention you have to pay back we only have to pay back the value of Hanor which the Gemara says is two thirds of the value of the object the main boss of Bazoil but you don't actually have to pay for the full loss of the object because you weren't aware that it was stolen and therefore Levi who received the present from Shimon and he knew that Shimon was giving out presents which didn't belong to him so Levi took it under the understanding that it was stolen property so Levi takes full responsibility for whatever happened so even if he ate it he has to pay back the full amount to Reuben however Yehuda who received it from Levi he did not know that Levi had received it from somebody else and it was stolen property he thought that it really belonged to Levi and since Levi gave it to him as a present he would have thought it belonged to him now and he was perfectly entitled to eat it and therefore if he ate it he doesn't have to pay back the full amount he only has to pay back how much it was nene which is two thirds of the full amount so says the Chavastas and in fact the Chavastas was Mechavan here to the Rishonim who say the Rashbo and the Ritvo and the Rivet brought down in, in, in the Shittim of who all say that in the who asked from the Gemara if you say men find a cow which was borrowed in the estate of their fathers and they didn't know it was borrowed they think it belongs to themselves now that they've inherited it from their father and they ate it they only have to pay two thirds of the value of the cow because they thought that it belonged to them so they don't have to actually pay more than they were then however in the Mishnah there it says that the owner can go either to the Gazan or to the person who benefited from it and get the full value of the cow which was stolen says the Rashba and the Ritva and the Rivad because in the case of Agosla Macha we're talking about when the second person who took it from the Ganif knew that it was stolen property since he knew it was stolen property he accepts full responsibility for whatever happens if he eats it he has to pay the full value of the loss whereas in the case of the Yusayim they didn't know that it didn't belong to them if they didn't know it didn't belong to them they're not responsible for what happened to it they're only responsible to pay how much they were there and there which is two thirds now there's another halacha in Chosheh Mishpat so in Shin Samach Aleph Shin Samach Gimel of a man Reuven who rented out a house to Levi and he charged him for argument's sake $500 a month at the end of the month Shimon comes along and says to Levi, what are you doing in my house? Says Levi, I rented it from Reuben. Says Shimon, it's not Reuben's house. It belongs to me, Shimon. And now you're going to have to pay me for the rent of the house. And he proves that it does indeed belong to Shimon and not to Reuben at all. So obviously Levi has to pay to Shimon for the rental for the house which he just used for the last month. Says Shimon, I rent out my house actually for more than $500 
I rent it out for a thousand dollars, and that's how much it's worth. So you've actually caused me a loss of a thousand dollars. So you have to pay me a thousand dollars. Says Levy, I'm only paying five hundred because I made an agreement with Reuven, and I'm only going to rent the house for five hundred dollars. So Shimon, I don't care what agreement you made with Reuven. It wasn't his house. He had no right to make an agreement with you. So the halacha there is, says the Shulchan that Levi has to pay Shimon the full value of the house, which is a thousand dollars. Ask the Ksesachoshin, why don't we say that he should only pay the value of Nene, which is two thirds of the value of the, of the full value of the house. Why? Because just like we find in the case of the Yosemim, who found the cow, which they thought belonged to them, because they found it in their father's estate, and they shechted it and they ate it, they're not responsible for the full loss to the original owner, because it's not their fault. But they only have to pay the amount which they had benefit from, which is considered to be valued at two-thirds of the loss. In our case as well, Lavely can say to Shimon, I didn't realize that the house did not belong to Reuven. I thought it belonged to Reuven. It's not my fault that I took the house away from you, Shimon, and therefore I don't have to pay the full value of the loss. I'll pay the value of the Hanor, which would only be two-thirds of the value of the loss. Perhaps in our case it would be even less. It would only be $500. Because we know how much the Hanoi is in this case. The Hanoi is how much Levy would have been willing to pay had the house really belonged to Reuven, which is only $500. But at any rate, Asik says, surely Levy shouldn't have to pay the full value of the house since he didn't know that it didn't belong to Reuven. He says to Asik as a cushion and he leaves it shver. The stipler comes along to explain the answer to this. And the stipers is as follows. We don't always say that someone who thinks that something belongs to himself and he destroys it or he eats it is potter or he only has to pay the value of nene. We only say that in the case when the person made a genuine mistake and honestly thought it belonged to themselves. And not only that, but he was allowed to think so. The halacha is in general that Odama Mazik, someone who does damage to somebody else, has to pay the full value of the damages. Under all circumstances. However, says Tosfus in a number of places, if he's an Oynes Gobo, it was completely unpreventable, and he has no way of preventing the damage, then even Odom Mazik, a person who damages, is Potter. Says the Tosfus, I'll bring the Uriah, the Samim who find a cow in their father's estate, they had no possible way of knowing that it was a borrowed cow who belonged to somebody else. And if they shechted, they're potter from any damage done to the cow. They do have to pay two-thirds of the value, but that's because they had a law. And anyone who has benefit has to pay. But as far as the damage to the cow is concerned, they're potter in guns and they don't have to pay a penny. Why not? Because it's not their fault. How could they possibly have known it didn't belong to their father? They're oinus gomor, a complete oinus. Duramban is of the opinion that Ottoman Mazik is Chayev even by Oynes Gomor, even if it's a complete Oynes. Says the Ramban, you know why the Yisraelim are potter for paying for the cow, and only have to pay how much the, hano, the value of the Hanor, which is two-thirds, but they don't pay the full value of the cow, not because they're Oynes Gomor, because Oynes Gomor is Chayev, according to the Ramban, even, even Oynes Gomor by Ottoman Mazik is Chayev. Says the Ramban, the reason why they are potter in that case it's because they are Masik Pirashos. They're not just an Oynes. They're allowed to believe that it belongs to their father. And the third explanation is, because in general, Allah is, Chazoka Mashi Tachaz Yad Odom Sheloihu. 
we have a principle that something which is in my hand can be assumed to belong to me. If I'm holding a watch in my hand, for argument, and someone else comes along and breaks it, I take him to bed and say he has to pay for the watch. Says the breaker, I don't have to pay until he proves it belongs to him. Says the Bezdin, we don't need any Adim. If it's in his hand, it's a Chazokah that it belongs to him, unless you can prove otherwise, and therefore you have to go and pay. Since this is Alokha, that Chazokah, in that case, the Chazokah is that we can assume it belongs to him, so the Yisraelim who find a cow in their father's possession, unless they have any reason to believe otherwise, are expected to assume they belong to their father. In that case, since they're expected to believe it belongs to their father, they're mazik berishos. They're allowed to shech the cow under that assumption. And then even the Ramban who holds the other mazik in his gomer is chayev would agree in this case they're potter because they're mazik berishos hatayu. In that case, as a stipler, this is only limited to a case where a person has the ha- this chazokah in front of him. For example, in the case of the Yisraelim, that they find it by their father, there's no reason to assume they belong to anybody else. But if Reuben says to Levi, this is my house, I'm renting it out to you, Levi doesn't have the chazokah because it's not in the possession of Reuben. Reuben's standing outside the house and saying, this is mine. You can't assume automatically it belongs to Reuven. Levi should have checked out beforehand. So even, Levi, even though Levi comes along and says afterwards, I had no idea that it didn't belong to Reuven, we can't say you're an Oynus Gomor according to Tezvus, uh, or or uh, according to the Ramban. Because this is the case where you should have checked it out. Had it been a Dova Metaltel, a movable object, and Reuven was holding his hand, and he said it belongs to me, like in the case of the Iska, where Shimon gave out Matonas, which didn't belong to him, to Levi. But Levi gave it out to Yehuda, and Yehuda had no idea that it didn't belong to Levi. Yehuda is in such a case, possibly any damage done to, to the object. Because he could say, I saw it in Levi's hand, I had no reason to assume it didn't belong to him. And he'd be right. But in the case of a house, if Reuben says the house belongs to him, until he proves it, we don't know for sure that it belongs to him. So you can't say, Levi can't say he's an Oynus, or he can't say he's an Oynus, or he can't say he's an Oynus, because he did, he should have checked into it. So even though he made a mistake, but it's not an unpreventable mistake, it's not a mistake for which he has no responsibility, and therefore he'd have to pay the full value of the house, even though he had only intended to pay less. So the general halacha which comes out from what the stipler says is as follows. If someone relies on the halacha which says He's allowed to rely on such a thing and therefore if it turns out that it doesn't belong to that other person you'd be entirely possible as far as halacha as a mazik is concerned. Of course, if you ate it and you had anor you'd have to pay the value of anor which is set at two thirds as in all cases. But as far as the full value of the object, you wouldn't have to pay since you didn't know, and rightfully so that you didn't know, that it didn't belong to the person who presented it to you. However, if as soon as there's reason to suspect it, it might not belong to that person. Or, if he has no chazok because he's not holding it in his hand, and there's no haloch which tells you it belongs to him, then, even if you made the mistake of believing it belongs to somebody else, and as a result, you ate it or destroyed it with his permission, if it turns out that it didn't belong to that person, it really belongs to someone else entirely, you would have to pay the full value of the damage done to it, because you're not a mamazik. If so, let's come back to our case of the cake. 
Shimon found the cake in his room. He assumed it belonged to him and he called Levi to partake of it. Now Levi doesn't know who the cake belongs to other than that that Shimon tells him that it belongs to him. And Levi is perfectly entitled to assume it belongs to Shimon. If Shimon's holding a cake and said, this is mine, would you like to have some? Levi's a Oynes Gomor, according to Tosas, and even according to the Ramban, who says, Mazik by Oynes Gomor is Chayev, would agree in this case, because it's Chazaka Mashatakas Yad Shimon Shalohu. So Levi eats, according to the Rishus of the Torah, according to the Halacha, if Shimon says, you're allowed to eat it, it belongs to me and I let you have it, and Levi's perfectly entitled to do so. And therefore, if it turns out that the cake actually belonged to Reuben, then Levi doesn't have to pay the full value of the half a cake which he ate, because it's entirely not his fault. So Levi would only have to pay, to make possible all, two-thirds of the value of the half of the cake which he ate, which is the value of the hanor that he had from the cake. With the full value, he wouldn't have to pay, because he's an onus goma, and he's oisa bereshus. However, Shimon has not got such an excuse. He can't say, I'm Oynes Gomer because I assumed it belonged to myself. Why on earth did you assume it belonged to yourself? It's not the same as the case of the Yosemite who found it by their father and were allowed to assume it belongs to their father and therefore they now inherited it. There's no reason for Shimon to assume it belongs to him other than that he didn't bother investigating to find out who it belongs to. He can't use the Chazok if he himself doesn't know how it came into his hand. And therefore Shimon would, has no excuse. He's an Odomar Mazik without being but in the Skom, according to Tosfos, and without the Rishus of the Torah, according to Ramban. And therefore Shimon would have to pay the full value of the half of the cake which he ate, because he cannot call himself an Oynus or a Mazik Rishus. Whereas Levi is an Oynus Gomor, and he's a Mazik Rishus Torah because he relied on Shimon, who said it belongs to him. And Levi is perfectly entitled to rely on Shimon, if Shimon says that the cake belongs to him. So, Halach Lamaisa, Shimon would have to pay the full value of the half of the cake which he ate, whereas Levi would only have to pay two-thirds of the value of the half of the cake which he ate. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars or media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the